So, Nick, uh, I need one word from you to describe last week's Bills Dolphins game. Frustrating. Um, maybe that, I don't know. That's not like you put me on the spot here. That was not uh, the most the most intriguing word uh, to choose, but just frustrating. Every everything. Well, okay, maybe I shouldn't say everything was stacked against them, but uh, Bills players, coaches, fans—they all were, you know, mentioning and rightly so how difficult it was to play last week between the weather, between injuries coming into the game, between people leaving the game, between you know the opponent being better than they thought. Um, all those things were true, and they still should have won the game, and they shot themselves in the foot in a handful of different ways. End of the first half, lost points. End of the fourth quarter was not good. A couple different plays, you know, in the end zone. Uh, you know, would, would have been a great catch from Davis. Just, you know, so many different ways. Missed the field goal. Like, lots of lots of ways. Like, Missed pick they, six. Yes, yeah. I mean, you, you, they left that game, and you felt like, Despite all those things, they should have stolen a win, and instead it was their seventh straight loss in a one-score game. Can I ask you? No, I haven't gone back to watch it. So, I, I, as I said last week, I was at the game. I haven't had the chance to go back to really watch it on TV. Now, I've heard rumors that Davis caught the ball and it wasn't knocked out of his hands till he stepped out of bounds after the ball was caught. I don't know. Did you see that? Did you see different? Uh, it was – it was worth looking at again to me. Like I definitely wanted to see like a bunch of replays. And then after that, I was like, you know, I, I was okay with that being a, a no catch. It's, it's so, you know, like five years ago, maybe more, maybe I'm trying to not date myself here, but everybody was like, what is a catch? It's like, you got to have possession and two feet down and then make a football move. And I, I don't know that we got, like we technically had ball in his hands, feet landed in the end zone, but then like, you know, you have to control it through the ground or whatever. This I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I I I was fine with it. If it was, if it was the other way, you definitely would not have wanted that to count as a touchdown against you. You would have thought your defender did a good job. He's got to make sure he catches the ball. You know. Do you think Gabe Davis looked a little, uh, still a little banged up? I do, and I think he's still not great because I'm looking at the injury report right now. He's got ankle. Wednesday this week was limited. Thursday did not participate. Yeah, it's not good for this week going into the Ravens, which we'll get into in a little bit. But, you know, you talk about what the you – know, just, just to be fair there, it would have yeah. been a heck of a catch. Yeah, I mean, dude, the whole section I was in was all Bills fans. So um, I don't know if you heard it on TV or if it was just a section I was in, but it seemed like that place was equally as loud for both teams for the whole game. Like when Miami had a third down, um, I think it was their first drive, they had to go uh, silent count. They couldn't even, hmm. you know, two couldn't yell hike. I think they had to call a timeout or had to delay a game because the crowd was so loud on third down. I mean, um, it, it was definitely a loud, loud, loud stadium. Um, it was, uh, it was good. I wouldn't say it was a home atmosphere. I think uh, the 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 sunshine was a little bit louder than the fans. Yeah, you know, I I took pictures. Um, I can't remember if I sent it to you or if I sent it to other buddies of mine, but uh, I, I took pictures of the sidelines, and you can see clearly. The Bills sideline is right in the sun. Yeah, they, and, they actually they made a point to say that right at the top of the broadcast. It was they designed the stadium with that in mind, and it's, you know, it's one p.m. hits and look at that. The Dolphins have shade, and there's bright sun on the other side. What are your thoughts on that? Because the guys on GR today or on uh, GR on Monday were voicing a lot of frustration. I feel like it's kind of like a, should it, it, at that point you're not necessarily looking at a home field advantage thing. You're kind of looking at a health of your players on the field thing. 
Yeah, I saw there was there's some tweet going around. It was like, oh, if you get heat illness and it affects your performance, isn't that an OSHA violation? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I mean, I didn't think of it in those terms, but not wrong. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I think it's fine to build your stadium that way. If if there was a way where the snow only blew on the opposing sideline, you would probably want that for the Bills. But I, I think I like I, I don't know what the rules are, but as long as the Bills are allowed to bring in all of their own stuff if they want tents, canopies, mist, whatever mm-hmm. that is, like as long as they're not barred from bringing in something that Miami can bring in, I think it's okay. I mean, to me, it's the equivalent of not giving a team a heated bench when they come to Buffalo in the middle of December. Which may, maybe, maybe Miami's heated bench just happens to break when they come in December. Oh, uh, in December? Um, I mean, you ever watch like the NFL films behind the scenes? The, some of the, the guys are like, that bench burned my butt. It was too yeah. hot. Like they got to I mean, put a bunch of hot. towels down before they can even sit on it. Yeah, I mean, those things get hot. But, you, you know, weather besides the point, I think the weather obviously played a huge factor in what happened last week. You know, being there too, it's just it, – it was clear and obvious early on in that game that, you know, not to point fingers at anyone, I thought Josh Allen played very good football. I mean, dude, the guy threw the ball 63 times. They had 93 offensive snaps. Um, running game is an issue again. I think that's something that needs to be mentioned. And I think the early tie – Let's face it, the Bills, had, the Bills could have went up 14-0 fairly easy in this game. They came out on that second drive, and all of a sudden, they want to hand the ball off twice to Zach Moss, and then you put yourself in a hole. You're forced to throw on third and long with Josh Allen. He gets the ball knocked out, and that leads to the tie game after that. I put all that on Ken Dorsey. All of it? I mean, that particular drive, yes. And I think there were some questionable play calls from Ken Dorsey, um, you know, in that game that are definitely worth kind of going back on. Now, I think he's going to grow and learn. If you haven't seen the video from the end of the game, I suggest you go out and find it. Um, I think Ken Dorsey is going to grow from the mistakes that he made. You could put blame on Josh Allen if you want or blame on the offensive line. I'm not putting any blame on Josh Allen. From what I saw, the guy played his ass off. I mean, what what else can you say? Um, he, there, there's there's yeah, not a lot he, of – he, he was not – not he was very good and also had some mistakes. I mean, if he makes a better throw to McKenzie on fourth down, that's an easy touchdown. Yeah, but now I don't know if you saw uh, that second down play. Um, and I, maybe I just noticed it more in the stadium. I don't know how much they showed on TV. The second down play when he tried to run it in, he hit his hand or something and he got up and he was squeezing his hand. You could yeah, tell he went for x rays after the game and they were negative, but I. I was assuming that that was a factor on the final play, but it's yes, like I would say so. Yeah, I mean McKenzie, I thought ran a good route. They had him there, and this was. Uh, I mean that that that's a play that Josh Allen hits nine out of ten times. That just happened to be the tenth time. You know, came at, it came at a really bad time, huh? It did, it did. But you know what? I think there's other opportunities throughout that game where they could have put the game away. You go back to the Dave, the Gabe Davis catch. You go back to the drop pick six. Um, you go back to even the missed Tyler Bassfield goal. Mm-hmm. You know, you so, I mean, I mean this this is the drive right before butt punt. Yes. Yeah, I mean they had first and two from the two. Singletary, one yard. Second and one at the one. Josh Allen loses a yard. That's when he hit his hand on. Third and two from the from the two. Well, I'm so this is the third goal. Josh Allen incomplete digs, fourth down, incomplete to McKenzie. It's like well, and I'll say this too. I think um, one thing to keep in mind, I think if you have Mitch Morris there under center on the two-yard line, you're going under center. Not when you have your third string 
center and who never practiced snapping the ball who's actually a guard. The ball, yeah. Right. So I think that kind of changes your play call down there as well. Um, but I, I'm curious. I'm not trying to point blame here. I think Buffalo lost the game. I, I, I will say this. I don't think Miami is a better football team than the Buffalo Bills. I do not think that the Miami Dolphins are a better football team than the Buffalo Bills. No, I think. Uh, it's. I mean, I think that it's hard Sunday, to, I yes. think it's hard to argue that the Bills did not significantly outplay the Dolphins. Right. I mean, total yards. What was the Bills had two hundred and eighty or some more yards of offense. The total plays were like ninety to thirty. Uh, it was. It was. The Bills had the bad turnover. Basically, gave away a touchdown, and then they shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, they just couldn't. Um, I don't know, man. They, they, they. I, I don't know. It's just it was frustrating. It was like you said, it was a frustrating game. They, yeah. I mean, the, the, you you could say the Bills would have won that game if, and then list like five different things, and you'd be right about all. Yeah, it's just a. They have one of their safeties even. Maybe they don't give up the, the big, you know, big play on one of the scoring drives. It sounds it's... like, by the way, Nick. Uh, not to interrupt anything. It sounds like from what I'm reading right now on on Twitter, uh, it sounds like Tua may be out with another concussion. Hmm. People are sitting here blaming the Dolphins front office that they should never let him take a snap tonight. That this is all on the Dolphins front office and all on McDaniel's. Anyway, um, I mean, I was shocked that he even came back from that hit anyway, which which was absolutely crazy. And then to come out and try to say that it's a, um, it's a back injury or an ankle injury, like that's just messed up. Um, I think it was clear and obvious that the guy had a head injury. He could not stand back up. Everyone in the crowd saw him fall back down. I mean, there's no way that he should have been put back in that football game. Now, granted, beautiful throw to Jalen Waddle. I don't think that throw gets through if you have Poyd or Hyde or Hyde or Poyer back there. Try to you know combine them in one. Uh, Poyer, Poyer, Hyde or Hyde back there. I don't think that 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 throw happens. Or if you have a a healthy Trey White, or if you have a healthy. Mm-hmm. Christian Bedford, and you're not playing a practice squad DB on one of the you know better running better receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. I think that played a big part in it too. But I mean, all can be said. This team bounced back from with some crazy adversity this week. I think the Buffalo Bills are still the better football team, and you know what? I think they should still be division favorites. Now, from what we just heard, if this is all true, from what I'm seeing, obviously I'm not watching the game. We're doing a podcast, but if Tua is out with a concussion. I don't know if Teddy's going to be the guy that's going to be able to lead them, you know, three, four, five wins in a row here. I mean, Teddy, you saw the difference as soon as Teddy went in, how much slower that ball was getting out of Teddy's hands. The Bills started recording stacks. They were knocking the ball down at the line. They forced a punt late in, the, late in that half that they should have gotten points on but couldn't get the ball spiked once again, just like the end of the game. Um, but I, I thought that at, when all is said and done, I thought the Buffalo Bills offense outplayed – Miami and I think Buffalo Bills defense outplayed that Miami um, offense as well. I, you know, that's not to you know, one play I feel like cannot define that entire defense for how banged up they were. Sorry, I'm. Uh, I mean, listeners aren't seeing me. I'm just I'm sitting over here like seething. I'm watching the two video from from week four right now. Oh, I just uh, yeah, that's. I mean, he's not moving. like. He's not moving. His he is. Like it's just it's just hard to watch. Like this is what. 
Yep. I, I and I see you just tweeted that as well. This play makes it so hard to watch I mean, the score. I I don't I do not understand how they let him back in the in, in the game last week. You know what? I'm gonna go find the tweet. I'm gonna read. I looked up in exactly what the NFL rulebook says about about head injuries, about coming back. I so mean, we we also what happened last week. He got he got tackled hard, uh, or pushed down, and he fell hard. It was it was not that hard of a push, but he hit. It was penalized. He fell and he hit his head on the ground, and then he was like kind of wobbly after. They ended right. up saying it was a back. He had hurt his back earlier in the game on a on a run. And then, you know, his lower back was injured or felt strange after this hit, and it wasn't a head. And they cleared him. After a play where he smacked his head on the back of the, of the grass, his back of his head on the grass. The mm-hmm. NFL concussion protocol says there's a required evaluation for all players demonstrating, and I'm, I mean, this whole thing's a direct quote, but emphasizing gross motor instability, e.g. stumbling or falling to the ground when trying to stand to determine the cause of the instability. If the team physician in consultation with the sideline UNC, which is uh, one of the doctors, determines that the instability to be neurologically caused, the player is designated as a no-go and may not return to play. How do you see a play where a guy smashes his head on the turf or on the grass and then stumbles afterward and not say that that's a gross motor instability and and caused neurologically caused? Because he said he... Uh, I'm sure that they passed whatever test. I'm sure they were hoping to get him back. It just It's such a bad look, and you have to know at this point in just where we are in our society. Like Once you have a, a head injury, you are so much more susceptible for a bigger one. And yeah. was, I mean, thank goodness. He, like, I didn't want that to happen. I, did, I held myself back from tweeting that because I didn't want to you know, put it out there. Like, I don't want to see – I didn't want to be proven right on this point, right? Like, and thank goodness he didn't get hurt last week, and his brain had some time to recover. And then this hit that we, we're just seeing right now is – I mean, this one's scary, man. I mean, if you watch it, if you haven't seen it, you know, now probably the, the next day, obviously, if you haven't seen the hit, it's it's scary. I mean, he goes down, and you just see his hands just – they don't move. He rolls over on his back, and he is just – I don't want to say rigor mortis, but I don't know what what the proper well, – it, it just It just – I mean – so weird when you think about like I was thinking about boxing like when you when you win by knockout like what do you actually do you beat a guy so bad until his neurons are scrambled and he can't stand up straight mm-hmm. and like that that's that's what we're seeing here he's he's losing to his like losing control of, of his hands a little bit and it's like no I mean we this, don't this like one... this is a violent sport but we we don't need to put people in situations like this this one falls on Mike McDaniel's this one falls on. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know who in the Dolphins is clearing him or, like, it, at some point you do need to look out for your guy. And honestly, like, football coaches generally just, like, you know, again, at this point where we are with concussions, they just kind of stay out of it and they say, just doctor, just is it yes or no? And then mm-hmm. you can, if it's yes, you can fully just, just put it on. Well, the, the doctor said he was fine. What do you want me to do? Not play with right. starter? Right. Do the doctors not do what they were supposed to do? I mean, what happened where? I mean, it's a... Uh... You don't want to see any player go down. I don't care who it is. Tom Brady, Tua Tagovailoa. I don't care who who the player is. That's just not a look that you want um, as a fan of this game. Um, and Nick and I actually went back. I, I pulled up uh, the Amazon video here while we've been talking and went back. And it looks like they are. They did take him off in a stretcher mm. as well. So not too sure what the outcome is. I think it's obvious, clear and obvious. He will not be back tonight. 
Um, but man, that is just uh, not a good look for the NFL. Not a good look for the Miami Dolphins, one way or the other. I know that they were being looked at by the um, NFLPA. I don't know if anything came of that. I did not hear anything. I, I don't know about you, but um, um, I- no, the this is not the NFLPA, but someone from the NFL side said that their like first review of it was that they followed the protocol. Which means that they they must have at least tested Tua and he passed whatever test they gave. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I find I find that you know, and I and again, you know, it j- just blows my mind from what we read about the protocol there. What you just said, the guy got up, couldn't stand up. How does that warrant him to go back in the game? You know, it and and the way they came out with it is they said his back tightened up. I don't know about you. I mean, at my ripe old age of 32, my back tightens up often. When my back tightens up, I go stiff. I don't have, I don't get wobbly. Yeah, legs. yeah, that was that was weird. And I mean, I, I mean, if we're, t- I mean, the scale of the hits that this guy's taken, I mean, there is some, some way that you could look at that. And, and, and you know, you're saying back, like it's you know your lower back, your hips. And I mean, back mm-hmm. can also mean spinal cord. And there's which is there's a lot there. There's the neurological system. I mean, it's this is a scary one, and this may change all of Miami's season. I think at this point. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know what? We were just talking about all the ways the Bills shot themselves in the foot. I mean, to be fair, yeah, it's also a super different game if they rightly put Teddy Bridgewater in. Right, and I'm not saying, and and, and as a Bills fan, I want to make this clear as well. I'm not saying that, you know. I'm not saying all this about two and the injury because if Teddy goes in the game, Buffalo probably probably wins. Right. I'm more or less saying this out of safety for another, you know, competitor in a game that you and I both thoroughly enjoy watching, you know, it just makes it hard. to. I, I mean, hard. look, uh, in the game of hockey, it's a game you and I both play. You and I talk about pretty often on this podcast. If you get if you get a head injury like that and you go to stand up and you get wobbly, you're not going back in the game, no matter what protocol you pass that day. You know, and and, and hockey players are some of the toughest SOBs in the world. Maybe, I mean, maybe this, is, little... this is not anything to do with, with toughness. Is is it was what no, I was trying to like no. get at earlier. It's not no. like, you know, I know I can, you know, my muscle hurts a little bit, and I know I'm not gonna throw as hard as I can, but I can, you know, still, still, I know what I can do and what I can't do. And uh, brain injuries are not like that. You cannot just no tough through a brain injury. I mean, you, you feel like, you know, I could get myself out there, but like, that's not how it works. Like you are mm-hmm. making your, literally your brain so much more vulnerable and susceptible by being back out there with previous trauma. We'll say, yeah. I, I don't want. I don't want to label it. The NFL said he technically they don't believe he suffered a concussion. Whatever. I don't know if you believe that. Whatever previous trauma you have suffered makes you more susceptible to more right. severe injury. I mean, let's face it. We're not doctors, but from from our eyes, it was clear that there was some sort, some form of head injury there. Whether they want to admit it or not, or they want to say that there was or wasn't, that's fine. You know, to my eyes, there was. I think to a lot of Twitter doctors' eyes, you know, including our, our buddies over at Banged Up Bills. There was, um, you know, so for them to put him back in the game and then allow this to happen is just a shame. It's sad. You know, I wish him a speed recovery. I hope all in all that he is okay. 
but you know it, it should have never come down to that. I mean, now now Miami is possibly looking at losing their starting quarterback for the entire season. You know, or a long yeah. long period of time. I mean, who knows? Who knows? That that's a tough one to shake off. I mean, the guy broke yeah. his hip before and came back and looked mm-hmm. okay. I th- this is a different animal though. Yeah, this I mean, just... dude, the NFL has their rules. I mean, if you go through and it's compared to your baseline, as long as you don't have X, Y, and Z symptoms, and you you know yeah. you can you know you have to progress through the steps, you don't even need to practice to return. If you, I mean, I didn't even see a thumbs up or anything when he went off. I don't know if he was with it, but I mean, it was clear that he was knocked mm-hmm. out there. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, similar. Somebody was asking me last week about, or during this week, about uh, the Dane Jackson injury because they they mm-hmm. saw it live, and they said, you know, you know, it looked it looked really bad, but he was on the ground writhing in pain, slamming his head on. You know, you knew he wasn't paralyzed at least, right? Not that Tua was paralyzed, but no, no, obviously, you know, but Tua also didn't move from the length of the video I saw from when he went down to when they put him on the stretcher. I did not see him move one bit. Now. Given my little bit of expert, my little bit of skill that I've had in, or or education that I've had in, you know, sports medicine and stuff like this, obviously there's things you do as a doctor on the field to make sure that your patient on the ground is not falling over or moving around or anything like that to injure themselves anymore. Uh, so, you know, I'm hoping he was with it. I'm hoping he was conscious going off, and I'm hoping at the end of the day he'll be okay. Um, but yeah, I was not expecting the conversation to go this that way, Nick. But uh, I think that hey, was you got you got live me. live insight. This is uh, hey, it, it, it's something that I think had to be mentioned because I I wanted to talk about the two injury a little bit as well. So yeah, I mean it was, it was related to the Bills game, and then this is what what are your thoughts, real quick? I'm curious of your thoughts on Mike McDaniel. I I think he made some rookie mistakes as a coach. I don't think there's people out there who want to crown him as like coach of the year already, but dude. The guy challenged and lost a timeout on the very first play of the game, right, which was a clear and obvious catch. Um, then he calls timeouts because, you know, they, by the end of the first quarter, they had one timeout left for the half. And then they had one timeout left for the game halfway through the third quarter. Now, clock management, whatever, yeah, they still won. That's fine and dandy. Luckily, they didn't need those three timeouts. But, I mean, I feel like that's something that's going to consideration for Coach of the Year, right? Are we talking Mike McDaniel for Coach of the Year? Am I hearing this from you, Charlie? Not me. I am not the one talking about that. Dude, ESPN we, the, and the, the collective experts. football intelligentsia. Um, yes, yes, th- those folks who are also trying to tell me that Tua should be should have been in the MVP candidate uh, conversation. I mean, if you uh, really want a uh, you know a sneak Coach of the Year, how about Doug Peterson? Uh yes, that right Jaguars now Doug look Peterson. Good. I all right, hate uh, it. I, I hate it. I hate it so much. All right, well, what I will tell you, we're going to transition this away from Miami. We're going to get into Baltimore. I think last week, Tua was coming off his sixth touchdown game. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, somehow the, this this media darling, after being a, thought of as a joke most of the offseason, his coach, man, Mike McDaniel, had one of the weirdest NFL coach offseasons. Every interview was just, just weird. The vibes, we talk about the vibes in this podcast, the vibes were just – they, they weren't bad. I keep wanting to like, like they weren't bad. They were just chaotic. You, you never knew. You could have told me Mike McDaniel had said, gone on some podcast and said literally anything. And I like would not have doubted you. Yeah. Um, but I still think, uh, and going into that game, I thought Miami was probably a little bit overrated. 
and they did beat the consensus number one team. So you do tip your cap to them, but I don't, they, it's not like they went out and dominated the best team. They kind of did enough to win and let a team beat themselves a little, a little bit. I was not tremendously impressed with Miami, even with Tua. I will say this week, Baltimore, I really like Baltimore. Yeah, that's going to we'll, be a tough game. Yeah, I think like like Bills-Ravens is the game everyone thought Bills-Dolphins was. If you look actually at football outsiders, they're DVOA. So they, they have uh, DVOA is, is uh, how you've done in season. And when it's early in the year, they also have a stat called Dave, which wraps in some like preseason rankings a little bit. And then basically to try to counter for small sample size. Buffalo Bills are number one. Baltimore Ravens are number two. Like this is the matchup everybody thought Bills Dolphins was. And it's mm-hmm. it's one o'clock on a on a Saturday. This this could have been prime time. This you have Josh Allen against Lamar Jackson. They were the third and fifth quarterbacks taken in their draft class. Yep. They are both kind of RB1 on their team. Lamar even more so than Josh Allen. Lamar's also number one in touchdown passes. He's he's the you know I saw a stat. He's the number one fantasy quarterback, and then he would be the number five fantasy quarterback if he took out all of his rushing. Like he's having an unbelievable year, even after they got rid of Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is gonna be a great a great matchup. I think I'm excited to to see this head injuries notwithstanding. Uh, the 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 Ravens are a weird a weirdly built team. That it's Lamar and it's more Lamar, and they should probably, by the way, pay Lamar. I guarantee it. He's, Get that he's, man his back. Their quarterback. The I mean, I mean, we 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 like halfway joke. Josh Allen's Bills RB one. Here's here's the Bills carry. Or, I'm sorry, the Ravens carries this year. Lamar Jackson number one, twenty six carries. Kenyon Drake seven. Justice Hill eleven. J.K. Dobbins and Mike Davis seven. He has nine more carries than any other player. Rushing yards, Lamar, 243. Nobody else has more than 80. He's got their only two rushing touchdowns. And, by the way, he's got a better passer rating than Josh Allen, and he's leading the league in touchdown passes. I will say the one thing for Buffalo, I think, that's going – it's going to be a shootout, I feel like. Like, this game should be a shootout. I feel like Baltimore's defense is a very beatable defense. Mm-hmm. It's going to all come down to Leslie Frazier and what kind of game plan you have against – Against um, uh, you know Lamar Jackson. Now, now don't forget the last time these two teams played, the weather was a little bit different. Which it, I, I don't know if it's still calling for rain from from Ian or not. But uh, yeah, that could yeah. be a factor. The remnants of the hurricane coming up there. That that could be a little bit different. Um, I I don't know. It's it's I, I I like the Bills' defense in this game, but I think it's definitely gonna be a close one. Buzzy Frazier does a really good job. I feel like containing quarterbacks that like to run so if you, you know, continue continue mm-hmm. to do that with lamar jackson i think you're gonna have a good team and don't forget their offense coordinator is greg roman it, there's not not getting a lot of i don't say not getting a lot of flashy plays from a guy like greg roman but you're not gonna be getting a lot of you know something that you haven't seen before from a guy like Greg. Mm-hmm. Roman. i think he Craig Roman, I, I like that how he designs plays. Even if it ends up being the same, it's going to look different. And he, he, uh, we know what he did with Tyrod Taylor, and he's he certainly has a. We know what he did with Colin Kaepernick. He mm-hmm. certainly has a knack for operating with this mold of quarterback. 
Charlie, I do want to ask you. I do want to ask you. The the Ravens are unique in how much they rely on their tight end. Mark Andrews is having an elite stretch of performance. The Bills have been maybe susceptible to tight ends. How would you characterize what they've done against top tight ends? That's what worries me the most. I think even last week, you know, there were a few big catches given up to tight ends in Miami. Now I love Mike Kosecki. Mike Kosecki is probably one of my favorite tight ends, not named Austin Knox in the league. Right. <laughs> love Mike Kosecki. Loved him when he was at Penn State. I wish that he would have been in a Bills uniform when he came out all those years ago. Um, big, big, big fan of Mike Kosecki's. Uh, but Buffalo struggles against tight ends. We've seen it. The only time I feel like we have not seen Buffalo struggle against tight ends is when they play New England, who has two very good tight ends. Well, they have nothing else threatening. No, that is that is true. That and is true. you know what? Maybe are the Ravens similar? They have Rashad Bateman. They have Devin Duvernay. They, they, Isn't they Devin Duvernay some... though like leading the league in touchdown receptions right now? Uh, he has three. Mark Andrews also has three. Okay, so no. Um, All right, doesn't Diggs has four, doesn't he? Yeah, Diggs has four. I like Duvernay. I don't know if look if you can contain Mark Andrews. I'm not saying that that is going to be an easy game to do, and that's not an easy thing to do. But if you can contain Mark Andrews, obviously your your percentage of winning is going to go up. Do you see maybe more of a Saran Neal come in in that type of position? Um, you know, and only play a one linebacker set, maybe leave Tremaine and, you know, Tremaine and, and, and Matt kind of in and out. I, I, I don't know. I I trust Leslie Frazier in situations like this. I really like Leslie Frazier as a defense coordinator. And truthfully, I think you really only get maybe one bad Leslie Frazier game a year. I think mm-hmm. last year was the, 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 um, the Jaguars game, I think. Well, I guess you can count the Indianapolis Colts game as well in that conversation, but the Jaguars came with that really bad game. What about the Chiefs game in the playoffs? Yeah, I think at the end, yeah, sure. sure. I never know how, you know, was it a bad Leslie? It's the Sean McDermott's defense, right? I mean. Right, but I feel like if Leslie Frazier making the calls, that changes, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but even then, I still put put that the that, that big loss at the end on special teams. But anyway, um, I just think that – Leslie Frazier does a really good job of containing quarterbacks that like to use their feet. However, this year, Lamar Jackson is showing you, hey, I can do more than just run the ball. And he's showing that he can throw the ball. And he's showing that he wants to get that bag. And I don't know where he's going to end up next year. I don't know if he's going to be in Baltimore. I'm assuming they're going to try to franchise franchise tag him. Um, I don't know if he's going to, you know, Go on down to Miami, man. I I don't know. I I don't know where where we are going to see Lamar Jackson next year. But wherever he goes, he will get paid. And Ryan Fitzpatrick's swag right now is on point. By the way, I think Aaron Judge is probably having the greatest prove it season or the greatest contract season of all time. Uh, Lamar Jackson is off to a great start on a I'm going to bet on myself season. I will. I yeah. will. Uh, give you some credit here to your your uh leslie frazier take here when i looked up the bills dvoa on football outsiders so they're number one overall i was a little surprised to see it is not because of the offense it's because their defense is actually more highly ranked their defense is second in the nfl according to football outsiders their offense is sixth combined that gives them the number one ranking they have baltimore first on offense and 18th on defense. Interesting. 
Interesting. Yeah, I mean, look, I think this Bills offense is, you know, no lie, a juggernaut. However, I think this Bills offense would be so much better with an actual running back. You know? Ooh, well, I, you know what else I saw this week? There was a graph of um, – it, it was of line play, basically. So it was PFF grade and then run block win rate on the other side. I don't know if you saw this. I, I'll send it to you right now. But Bill's run blocking was horrendous rel- just relative to the rest of the NFL. Like, like They had to make this chart wider just to get the Bill's logo on there to show how poor their run block was. Which is amazing because you know you hear so much. Oh, it's not on the offensive line, not on the offensive line. It's on the uh, on the running back. I feel like the Bills issues this year have been on both sides of the ball. You know, both the um, both the offensive line and the I'm looking at your chart right here uh, and on the running back. But I, I think you know. Let, let me ask you this. So I saw a, a tweet today that I want to talk to you about regarding running backs that. If the Bills were to make a trade for the running back who was Hold a on. question. I, are you on. really going to bring – okay, do you, I Do you know what I'm talking about? Is he a Brian Dable athlete? Yes. Not that I want him. I'm asking you – Yeah, I saw, I saw the two. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous in the offseason when they said they were going to get McCaffrey. They're right. definitely not getting Saquon Barkley. But, but let me go with where I'm going with the question. If they were to get a player of that caliber, of a Saquon Barkley caliber, do you see the running game being that much better? I don't. I don't because the issue, in my opinion, relies on your offensive line run blocking. And I don't care if you have Thurman Thomas back there or or Barry Sanders back there. I don't care who is running the ball for you. You're not going to have a running game if you can't get your offensive line to run block. And part of the, that issue, I think, is all the guys who were going down last week and the number of injuries. Now you got Tommy Doyle out with the torn ACL and all sorts of, and all sorts of issues. And you've brought a few guys over and new guys. They're still gelling. Maybe they figure it out at the end of the year. But, man, if this offense is going to do anything deep into the season, they need to figure out this run game. Yeah, I agree exactly with the take, the way you phrased it. I it doesn't help them without without getting better blocking in front of them. Why would you buy a Ferrari and then drive it down a gravel road? I don't know. Good, and, good analogy. I, I good mean, analogy. it's you know, if you have if you're a billionaire and money is nothing to you, you know, whatever. But like the bills, everything, anything they give up is an asset that hurts them to lose mm-hmm. in the future. So uh, I, I'm super out on that trade. And also, it came from like Phil Sims. Like, come on, I'm out. I'm out on yeah, that. no, 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 no. I'm not saying that it was a a a. Good take. I was just saying that it is what. I mean, you know what though? So their GM is is came from the Bills, right? It's Brian Gain. Uh, yes. I mean, if you're Brian Bean and your former employee gets a new job, you probably you call him up with him like, "Hey, so uh, you traded me that Saquon Barkley guy anytime soon? You know, just just you know, feeling it out, seeing what you could finagle." Now he goes back and says, "Yeah, give me a third round pick. Okay, absolutely done. Like, sure." But what again? What is he going to do for this offense? I yeah, I mean, it. honestly, the Bills are fairly close to the cap too. They would have to send a, another piece that away just to fit him in, most likely. No, just get me. Listen, man, just get me. The only player I care at this point is get me Odell Beckham, because I feel like what we saw in Miami on Sunday is going to it more or less proves the fact that Buffalo needs another elite run, another real elite wide receiver. 
behind either Diggs or Davis. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay. So Odell Beckham, her is ACL in the Super Bowl. Right. Tredavious White hurt his ACL on Thanksgiving, so end of November. It's now right. end of – so this is 10 full months, basically, and he's still not on the practice field. Does that give you pause that Odell Beckham is probably not giving you anything until basically the playoffs? It's fine. I will take him for the playoffs. I will sign him, put him on my practice squad, and I will take him in the playoffs. That's fine. Fine with that. Look, Tredavious White can come back and practice next week. I won't be surprised if he is at least practicing next week. So um, we'll see how that plays out. I think, um, you know, they're going to miss him this week, though, against Baltimore. That This is a, a prime Tredavious White game. Um, you know, do you, do you think you Do you see... think it's a prime White game against Rashad Bateman and Devin DuVernay? Yeah, I think this is a game that, that, that Tredavious White would just eat. Uh, I, see, you, I see what you're saying. You I, 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 mean? I, I was picturing you're like him one on one against the top receiver. But you, you're, you're thinking against the quarterback who some people don't think has as much arm talent as an elite quarterback. He right. would totally eliminate, just take one guy totally out, out of the game. You're saying, right, right. right. And, and I will say this, and I know I texted you, I know I texted you this last week saying that I thought uh, Kyrie Elam had a rough game, you know, being there. However, um, from going back and kind of watching a couple of videos of him, I thought he had a much better game than what I saw in person. It's hard, it's hard to really judge a lot of that stuff when, when you're sitting up in the 300s and, and can't really see the whole field all the time. But, uh, you know, I thought Elam had a better game. I think he's starting to slowly come around. I think he got a BS penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Tyree you know, Kill, two for 33. Jalen Waddell had four for 102 with the 45-yarder. And I think right. that the long one was, was over – over the middle, if I am remembering it correctly. So I don't yeah, even... it was just a, a shot over the middle. Just got the um, the DB just kind of turned around and really no safety help back there. I, I know. I'm just... watching that, thinking you know this Micah Hyde comes out of nowhere on that play. <sighs> I thought the same thing. Thought the same thing. And and uh, I don't know if it was Hamlin or Jaquan or Jaquan Johnson who was right there. One of those two was shortly there after. They were just a second late. Mm-hmm. Just a second late. Now they, Miami did try to run that same play here today, um, earlier on in the game, and two threw the ball late to Hill and got intercepted. Underthrew it, threw the ball late, got intercepted. So, you know, I think that's something that had that ball been underthrown, that was picked, gone the other way, game over. Um, but man, I hate losing that stadium. I hate losing to Miami. That's the least. Look, I've been to Jacksonville, lost in Jacksonville. I just hate Jacksonville in general and can't stand their fans. Um, been to Tampa and lost a game there, fine. But losing in Miami, man, that is by far my least favorite place to lose, especially when Buffalo's been so dominant. So I'm not going to the Ravens game this week, so I will not be able to tell you how okay. it feels to you know possibly lose in, in Baltimore. But um, I'll be honest, I won't be surprised if the Bills come out of Baltimore 2-2. Two and two. But I also think that's their last loss for a long, long time. Okay. You got a score prediction for me? Uh, I got Buffalo losing – 27-24. Okay. I think while right. it might be a shootout, and, and, and especially if there's rain, I think it's going to be a shootout-ish, but mm-hmm. weather's going to play a big factor in that. All right. I like this game a lot. I think these are closely matched teams. I think I said on one, on one episode, you know, the Bills should be favorited every game. So I'm going to stay true to that. I, I think it's close. I would. I think the Ravens are getting points at home in the betting line. Is that right? Uh, the Bills are favored by three and a half. 
Yeah, so Ravens getting points at home against the injured Bills team. I'm going to say Bills 27-26 in a sloppy game. Wow. Taking, I would, I would, I think I'm going to stay away from it, but I would take the Ravens most likely getting the points. Okay. Okay. But not, uh, I, I will not be betting this game. Yeah. The only thing, if it turns into like a huge weather game and it's, you know, if, if the storm remnants are going to be bad, and then you could say maybe we're going to see a ton of running. Maybe that favors Baltimore even more. Maybe it knocks down the total a little bit. Um, I, I think we got to still see how the hurricane uh, reacts as it goes back over the Carolinas. On that topic, Charlie, your hometown, Fort Myers, Florida. I'm going to give you the floor here to say anything that's in mind. <laughs> yeah, man, I know. I appreciate that. So for those who don't know or don't know me, uh, I am from Fort Myers, obviously born in Buffalo. I uh, did a lot of my adolescent growing up in Fort Myers, spent a lot of time on Fort Myers beach. And I was actually down there last week, Friday. And to say that that's the last time that I'll be on that beach, the way that I saw it is just unbelievable to think about. Um, you know, we have a, a Hooters on the beach that we all went to as teenagers. Uh, probably my first time in a Hooters was at that, that Hooters actually. Um, and just to see it floating through feet of water was just unbelievable. There's a, uh, a small taco stand there that's the only thing open late at night on the beach that everyone usually goes to when they're done drinking called Yo Taco. That's gone. Um, I mean, just just walking that beach last week and, and you know, the pier, the, the, the Fort Myers Beach Pier is where I would go every night in the summer to go fish or every day in the summer to go fish. And that's just completely wiped away. And, you know, luckily, you know, our family, friends, everyone that we know, so far from what we've heard from everyone is is safe and accounted for and um you know that's the most important thing um you know nick i know you know i got to meet a lot of our a lot of my friends from down there at the wedding um but everyone is safe and accounted for and i'm i'm, I'm incredibly blessed for that um but man it's it's a town that's going to need a lot of prayers and a lot of thoughts it's, it's not like those you know those towns that you see some of these hurricanes go through, that's that there's just, you know, a couple people there, or some trailer parks or whatever. No, this is, you know, this is a beach town. People stayed, you know, I've got reports from friends of mine who work for the police department that had some scary stories to share from what they've heard and, and, and what they've seen so far down on the beach. And, um, you know, I just uh, hope that the town's able to build back and, and come back better and stronger. And, you know, I mean, but you like you always hear right build back better and you hope that they do it's just a um it's just it's it's disbelief you know i don't know how to feel about it i'm not there there's nothing i can do i want to be there i want to help i want to do something um you know keep you guys posted on something i'm trying to work on a couple things with with some friends who who we lived all lived in fort myers together we've all since left so we're trying to work on a couple things I'll, i'll keep the podcast uh post on what we decide to do with that but um Definitely a few options in mind and some things we're, we're definitely going to try to do to help the victims and help the, the, the people down there. But, you know, in the meantime, if you all can just keep uh, keep for marching your thoughts and prayers, would be greatly appreciated. I know my wife is just a, a mess. She has lived in two places her whole life, Atlanta and Fort Myers. And uh, and she just has, you know, no words. I mean, literally, I, I was fishing under the Sanibel Bridge last week, a week ago today. I was fishing underneath that bridge, and that bridge is now gone. You can't even get over get over that bridge anymore. 
So it's just uh, it's crazy to see. You never expect it to happen somewhere where you know you're home. You know, you're a place that you once called home. Um, but no, I, I appreciate it, man. I could go on and on and on and on about this. It's just it's just so sad. The whole thing's sad. Um, you know, I just again thoughts and prayers with everybody there and um you know I, I appreciate all the thoughts and prayers that uh the listeners and everyone else can give to uh give to my my old town of fort myers there absolutely charlie you are guys are all in our prayers down there uh you said it all right we're gonna switch uh real quick uh, before we let you guys go here you know, through through three weeks of the NFL season, Charlie, any any takes or predictions you made that you are already uh, <laughs> kind of regretting, or, or you are feeling that you are at risk can, can of being you, can, very wrong can you, about? Can you guess which one it might be? <laughs> um, I was gonna guess the Dolphins actually, but I I don't know. No, no, I I don't think I'm wrong about the Dolphins. I still think the Bills win the division. Oh, I think I'm the- sorry. Uh, Dallas. Yes, the other, the other the other team with the D. Yes, I am. I want to take back what I said about Dallas. I don't think Dallas. Although Cooper Rush they, looking okay. If they start Cooper Rush, man, for the rest of the year, uh, that could be an, an easy, maybe easy way to the, the Super Bowl. But man, Philadelphia just is. They're dangerous, man. They're a dangerous yeah. football team. And it's early. It's the lots lots to adjust to still. But yeah, they there is good. there is. I mean, look, it's it's as Dawson Knox says said it's week three if by the way if you didn't see his interview post game last week just the way he looks on the camera and says week three is how i feel like all the bills mafia should be feeling like it's week three like to chill, ken dorsey. chill out yeah not to ken dorsey man but you know what did josh allen said this week on kyle brant's basement uh they show me it. someone show me someone who likes losing i'll show you a loser you very know. much yeah, so he's glad. I mean, look, I have no problems with Dorsey. Did man, the guy's passion. Ken Dorsey did nothing different than what any Bills fan in that situation would have done. Yeah, I mean, I, my immediate thought was players are gonna love that. Uh, who was it? Uh, Von Miller was on. Which, by the way, I want to ask you about that real quick. But Von Miller was on Pat McAfee today, and and Pat McAfee asked him about it. And he goes, "Yeah, dude, I love that. Like that. I'm so hyped." Yeah, for Stevie him. Johnson tweeted the same thing. He loved it. Yeah. Um, now, 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 Nick, being at the game last week, I did not see a lot of Von Miller on the field. Um, you know, I was doing a lot of shit talking to these guys in front of us, so I really wasn't paying attention to who was coming on, coming <laughs> on. How did that go for you? Uh, honestly, they, they were good guys. Um, they, so, so it was fine. You know, we, we had a good laugh. We all shook hands after, you know, so it, it was enjoyable. Um, really wanted the guys' hat that we like, this really nice straw sun hat that I was really jealous of, but it was a Dolphins hat. I told him to keep it. Um, but anyway, did not see a lot of Von Miller on the field. I could not find this week how many snaps he played, but I feel like in big situations, thirty-two. He played seventy-four percent. I just looked it up as you asked. Okay, I feel like in big situations he's not on the field though. Uh, I was thinking that watching the game, like literally in the fourth quarter, as the Dolphins were on the drive before butt punts. How have we gone forty-seven minutes without getting a butt punt? Um, and I was, li- I'm like. <laughs> Really haven't heard Von Miller's name at all today. And then immediately on that play, he like had a pressure that forced a, an incompletion. But uh, yeah, quieter game from him. Maybe it was double teams. Maybe it was the Heat. Um, I mean, not gonna lie, Miami didn't really do a ton that was impressive on offense. So they only had what, thirty whatever plays. Yeah, 
I mean, I was expecting just I don't know. I, I was maybe I was expecting him to have more of a impact on the game, you know. But I, I just didn't see him out there enough. And yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that, he he was not a difference maker. Um, maybe maybe some film guy could tell me I'm wrong, but just from watching the game on broadcast, like he did not jump off the screen to you. No, I mean he he at least did. Week one, week two, I thought you saw him a little bit more, but um, you know, I feel like this is going to be a big, big week that Buffalo needs to see Von Miller step up and and really be that guy who signed that big contract. Uh, Set the edge, keep him inside, keep Lamar inside. I mean, look at this point out right now. You're playing from behind. You got to find a way to win the division because you cannot get the number one seed without winning the division. That's true. You know, I mean, and look, if two is out for a little bit, like that's gonna that's gonna help, right? I, I think that will help Buffalo. But you lose this week, you're two games out of the division. You know, you got to find a way to win the division. It's also a common game. So let's say Buffalo loses this week. This is a game that both teams have in common. That is the third tiebreaker when it comes to division standings. So something else to keep in mind for. Um, for this week as well is, is, you know, yes. Okay. Buffalo could win and stay on pace with Miami. If Miami loses tonight, but if Buffalo loses, yes, you're a game behind Miami. If, if Miami ends up losing tonight and then on top of it, you're also a common game lost to Miami. Now you can make that up when you play Cincinnati and the Packers. I think the only difference with Miami schedule is they play the chargers and not the Chiefs, and then they um, they play the 49ers instead of the Rams. So, which I think the 49ers right now are playing decent football like, outside of Jimmy Garoppolo running hmm. out of the end zone. Um, but next, same question back to you. I, I mean, obviously, would like to see Dallas replace Philadelphia, but any other take you made earlier in the year that you uh, think you might have been wrong about or, or right yeah, about? Yeah, well, I, I'll just – I mean – not just me. Most people did not see Jacksonville turning it around no. as quickly. Uh, was it was it really was the coaching that bad last year? It looks like it might have been. I don't know. Spent too much time um, in restaurants with college chicks. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you know, I was a little bit worried about him last year, and maybe that was an overreaction. Um, he he looks like he's on that that upswing. Where not not to say it was. You know, not not exactly Josh Allen trajectory, but he's he's looks looks much better than like much better than last year. So I was re- definitely did not see that one coming, but I think everyone didn't see that coming. I would say somewhere I was a lot more down on Cleveland without without Watson. They look, yeah. um, I mean, competent. they're they're mm-hmm. yeah competent. They're a run first team. I guess maybe I should have thought Jacoby Brissett, you know, could at least keep the wheels on for you. Uh, they they could be a playoff team and maybe, I mean I, it's gonna be weird when Watson comes back after having not played all that time. But especially if if they have a winning record with, you know, you know, definitely take that guy out. You just gave the other guy the biggest contract in NFL history. So that's something that's out there. Who else? Um, Jets in New England. Both. What about, what about Kansas City? All right. Oh, I'll tell you what. I was down a little bit on Kansas City before the year. We all were. You, me, and Nate was. Yeah. Okay. I don't feel like that's a bad take yet. I think Kansas City had a great game in week one against Arizona. But Arizona's defense looks 
horrible right now. Mm. Horrible. Okay. So, and Kansas City has not looked quite as good in the last two weeks. So, I think, uh, I think they are probably still the favorite in that division, but it's it's they're not at least at least so far. They're definitely a step behind where Kansas City teams have been in the past few years. I think. So I'm not ready to say that that's a bad take yet. I was I higher like, on Arizona, and I don't know what Arizona is doing. They look they look so bad. Just has the new Call of Duty come out lately? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I really don't. Know. I, I'm gonna Google it right now. In the maybe no, I, I don't. I don't think it has because all my friends would have been talking about it. But uh, uh, no, yeah, you know, I was. I'm not high oh, on Arizona on. as it is. Uh, I just Google this. Uh, new Call of Duty comes out on October 28th. So then we'll see how bad two is or how bad uh, Kyler starts playing on after October twenty eighth. Um, I will say, I was expecting more from the Chargers. Now, obviously, they have a beat mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. Justin Herbert. They have a a, a a a beat up defensive line. Bosa's out. Um, you know, I I don't know, man. I thought the Chargers were going to give Kansas City a ride for the money, and I think yeah. it's safe to say I think we're we were all very high on Denver. All right, I'll tell you what. I wrote in my preseason thing, I picked Denver fourth in that division, and I said they're better, but I don't know if they're good. And they're Russ, I would have thought Russ would have been better. Their coaching is horrible right now. Very, very bad coaching. Would you expect anything less from a guy who had Doug Marone as his mentor? I think Doug Marone's a good defensive coach. I don't know. He's a poor poor in-game coach. Russell Wilson just does like cringier and cringier stuff every week. Like he's like the dork NFL QB. It's like so weird. Let's ride. The, yeah. I don't know, the vibes are bad there. I would say um, anyone giving you good vibes, Nick, that that maybe at the start of the year, you're kind of like, ooh, I got bad vibes on this, this team. Um, let's see. I'll, um, it's mostly down right now. I thought the Colts would have been better. Tennessee, I didn't think was good to start with. Jacksonville, we talked about. What about the Giants? The Giants. Okay, that's a good one, actually. Uh, Brian Table, pretty good good coach. Um, he's Daniel Jones is not definitely not elite, probably not even good yet, but he's he's definitely improving. Their team looks competent. They're two and one. Uh, they were nearly the you know, one of the last three and out teams there. I'd say the Giants I've been impressed with. I don't know how Chicago is two and one. Like they, they look disgustingly bad to me. I never want to watch a Chicago Bears game. It looks like a terrible I think I think Josh Allen had more pass attempts last week than the Bears have all season. I think so. I don't know. Uh Tampa. I would say Tampa because well Tampa I was good vibes or bad vibes on I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tampa I was it was a team I feel like I was wrong about a little bit. Um I still think their division stinks. Um Carolina bad vibe. New Orleans maybe a little bit better than I thought, just a little bit. Don't sleep on Jameis, man. They still got Jameis. Eat those dubs. He's pushing it down to Chris Olave, which I was Totally out on Chris Olave in fantasy, and I looked like I was wrong about that. Uh, I mean, nobody's really jumping off the page to me here. There's a lot of teams that, I mean, it's still very early, and it's it, 
you know, we thought they might be okay and we're not really seeing it here. I would say San Francisco in a weird way because I thought they were not as good <laughs> with their new quarterback and the quarterback gets hurt. They put Jimmy G back in and now I like them more. That's a, that's, that's a, it doesn't really answer your question, I guess. But, um, geez, I don't know. I'm, I'm not like going out of my way to say I love any of these teams way more than I did other than, Jacksonville, who everybody was wrong about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and you, I, you're probably based on where I pick teams, I should be saying Miami. Miami did nothing that sold me yesterday or last week that told me, no. even, even with Tua, that said they're an elite team. I, we said before, love their roster, don't love their quarterback. And I think they have the roster just to go nine and eight and make a, you know, wild card spot. But like nothing about them is is truly threatening. Like they're not an elite team. And I'm gonna say it again. Bills Ravens, and I've been high on the Ravens all year. I think Bills Ravens is the game everybody thought Bills Dolphins was gonna be. I think it's gonna be a fun one, man. I actually have people coming over to watch it and um I've never watched a game with these people, but I've given them for fair warning, like this is a judgment free home. Uh, what right, happens here I'm on just, Sunday at just 1 o'clock? saying, you picked the Ravens to win, so I maybe don't be so no. upset if that starts coming true. I, I, I won't. I'll, I'll still be bad if it comes true. Are you kidding me? Don't be as upset. Make a slightly okay impression on your house guests. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's only my sister-in-law and her boyfriend that we've met a few times. He's 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 big. I'm actually in his fantasy football league. I got. Mm, uh, I'm sure he'll be very relaxed for this game. Oh yeah, all the time. Uh, real quick, Nick, talking about the Dolphins, you're talking about them possibly being, you know, nine eight team. I mean, they got the Jets next week, probably without two. They got the Vikings, which I actually have that as a loss for Miami. Uh, the Steelers, sure, they'll win. I have them losing to Detroit. I have them losing to the Bears, and I have them losing to the Browns. them losing to the Bears. I'm, I do. It's, I it's don't in, like it's the Bears. Chicago. I, I'm still saying Seattle is, is one of the worst, if not the worst team to me. Like, the Bears got to be right there. You really think so? I just don't. Justin Fields is not okay. playing well. Darnell, if you, I feel bad. I drafted. I got talked into drafting Darnell Mooney in one of my leagues because I Who was talked like, you into drafting Darnell Mooney. Uh, they, the media, those people <laughs> out there. It was like it was my last draft, and I always try to like just take people I don't have in other leagues. At that point, I'm like, oh, I don't have any shares with Darnell Mooney. Like, let's you know, people are so high. What, what, what were we doing? Trusting a Justin Fields receiver? I don't know. <laughs> I like their yeah, running game. Good. I think Khalil Herbert, if, if he's got to play with Montgomery out, I love Khalil Herbert. Just don't love, don't love like just the build of that team. They, they're way too run heavy for not having a great offensive line. Like the Browns can be run heavy because they know how to do that. And they have some passing threats still and Nick Chubb's like the best pure runner in the NFL and they have cream hunt too. And, and, and the, like right. the bears, it's like, like the Browns choose to run down your throat because they, they can. And the bears have no other choice, but to hope they can run on you. If the bills lose this week, do you start panicking? No, no, this is okay. I will I tweeted after bills dolphins, uh, you know, song in cheek, of course, that, if you you know still high in the bills, uh, this all this this loss does is make knock down the the bills odds in the betting to win the division. They were still the AFC East favorite after losing to Miami. 
it went down a little bit. Um, so you would you would now get uh, better better return if you had bet on the Bills. And you know what? If if that's the card you want to play, if you wanted to look at it that way, I would say they're they're probably 50-50 this week. Why why not push your chips again if they go mm-hmm. two and two? See you know see how the betting line moves that week. Does it come down even more? I st- you know outside of a Josh Allen injury, I still will like the Bills to win this division, regardless of Tua's injury. No matter what happens this week. Yeah, I mean, like they got Baltimore this week, Pittsburgh at home next week at the Charger or at the Chiefs, and home versus the Packers after the bye week. Um, and I mean, I, we we knew that they had a harder schedule going into it. I thought that the setup mm-hmm. of schedule was not bad at all, but the teams on it were was going to be challenging. No, after Green Bay, which I think they win, after Green Bay is, just, in my opinion, a cakewalk. Outside of of Cleveland and their their running offense, but I'm not really worried about that defense. But yeah, let me. I mean, if they get through the challenging part, five hundred. Mm-hmm. Great. I have them losing three games all year. I I think that this is where I think the Ravens and Kansas City are going to be their two losses. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so let, like, let's say Baltimore's coming up is is tough. Kansas City in two weeks is tough. I don't think Pittsburgh is is that. Diff- I mean, Pittsburgh. It's home against Pittsburgh. You know, Tomlin teams are tough, but I don't think they have the talent to stay with the Bills. No. Two out of three is tough there. Green Bay is tough. Then they got Jets. Then they got Vikings and Browns. And I'll say both those teams are tough. The week after that, they have the Lions on Thanksgiving. You think the Vikings like, are tough? I think the Vikings have good talent. I, that offense I was, has been so quiet since week one. I know, and it's – you know what? It's, it's killing my fantasy. Kirk Cousins had a Monday night game, and it scared him again. So <laughs> – <laughs> um, I, I like I picked the Vikings to win that division. I still am not ready to back off on that yet. But I think okay, it's the uh, I'm picking the Bills to win that game by for sure. But it's a, and it's a home game. But I would say it's 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 not a cake game. They have very good players. They could beat you on a given day. Cleveland, uh, we talked about that's going to be the last game. Is that, is that the last game before? Watson this is the back. last game before Watson comes back. What's well, week eleven? Is that their tenth game? I don't know. Tenth game. Yeah. All right. Then they got Detroit, who we like. Detroit, New England, Jets, Dolphins, Bears. Those are five W's without thinking about it. Bengals. I think. I think they finished the year with seven wins. I mean, you got Bengals. I think is a win. Patriots, you finished as a win. I, I, yeah, I, listen, I think the Bengals have looked bad. They have not. Their their offensive line is weird. Joe Burrow does not really have time to throw. I think they're going to figure it out as the season goes on a little bit. So it's not going to be easy, but I, I mean, I think that, yeah, you're right there. Seven, you know, after basically once we get to Thanksgiving, the Bills will be favored or heavily favored in every game the rest of the way. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun um, down the stretch, and I, I I won't be surprised if they're not favored in every game down the stretch. If they win this week, I don't I don't see a way that they're not favored against Kansas City. Yeah. A way they're not favored against, but uh, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you know, just just say the Bills are five and five entering Thanksgiving. I, I mean, I know, I know that would feel terrible, and I would. Still pick them to win the division easily. Are you still picking them to win the Super Bowl at that point? 
uh it would it would have to depend what led to that but like they they still have the ability to put it all together right so maybe you're more worried about kansas city or some other team is put together maybe the eagles are still i don't know but just get to the bye week man get to the bye week get healthy that's my concern right now no, they got Baltimore is a physical game. Pittsburgh is a physical game. Then the Chiefs, then the bye. But don't forget, Pittsburgh does not have Watt. Right. Which is helpful. So, I mean, there's three games left. They're two and one. Even if they – if they're three and three at the bye, if they lose the Baltimore and Kansas City, beat Pittsburgh, like, they're going to be okay. Right. Just everyone relax. I mean, they're, going, they're, they're a playoff team no matter what unless Josh Allen goes down. You know, I mean, let's face it. This team runs on Josh Allen. That's how it's going to work. When you have a QB one like that, look at look at um, New England without Brady. You know, you you, you have a QB one who's right now your RB one. You know, and they got to find ways to protect him and find ways to keep him upright. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think this week's going to be a lot of fun. This might be one of the most entertaining games I think of the week, if not, um, you know, of the Bills season. So th- this will be a fun week this week. I think so too. So, uh, Nick, anything else before we sign off? Uh, yeah, we got to talk real quick about butt puns, my favorite play. <laughs> Charlie, this is an ending question from you. I would like you to rank these sports moments for me. You have butt fumble, butt goal, and butt punt. Fun fact, did you know the Dolphins were involved in both the butt fumble and the butt punt? I did not realize that. There you go. They like butts and they cannot lie. And Buffalo was involved in butt goal and butt punt. Butt goal was a lot of fun. Because <laughs> I didn't even know you could score a goal like that. I didn't either, but that was only one point for Buffalo, and butt punt got two points for Buffalo. That is true. So it's funny. I had that conversation with the guy um, beforehand. Um, he's like, oh, we need to punt that ball. Or, or we, we, we need to let Buffalo get safety. I'm like, yeah, no. I personally don't want a safety in that situation, by the way. I want him to punt the ball, buffalo to the ball at the 40 and have the chance mm-hmm. to drive 40 yards for a touchdown. Then yeah, we, drive we, 40 uh, yards for a field goal. We actually had an article on WIVB.com this week looking at the win percentages uh, with or without butt punt. And it looked like, and I, I would say, uh, Thomas Morstead had an incredible safety punt. Back the Bills up really far. But uh, it looked like butt punt actually helped the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have thought and I, I was thinking that before. I'm like, they should intentional safety this. I would have thought in the moment that I would have, if I was an offense, I would have rather needed to get just in the field goal range than to go for the touchdown. And maybe not having a timeout makes that harder or changes the calculus a little bit. Um, but I also would have thought the Bills would have had better field position after the safety punt and Morstead backed them way up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um I, I thought for sure Buffalo could have – once I – so I didn't see what happened, right? In the stadium, I did not see the ball go off the butt. Oh, you just thought it got blocked? I thought it got blocked. So I'm like, oh, why didn't they get the ball in the end zone? You know, I, I if they would have gotten that ball in the end zone, totally different ball game. I mean, listen, the ball – you know, we, we had all these valid points about the Bills not executing. If the ball hits lower on that dude's butt cheek and bounces down into the end zone instead of up and the Bills recover for seven, they win the game. And we're talking totally differently. I mean, Nick, it's literally a game of inches. <laughs> One inch lower on, on the cheek and it goes down to the ground. 
you know, that's just how it works. It's a game of inches, and, and you know, it's uh, I, I, but I thought it got blocked. I didn't know who blocked it. Then I didn't know about butt punt until I got on Twitter. And I'm like, what the? What's everyone talking about oh butt punt? Gosh, and you're like, this is. And I'm like, this is oh, what Twitter was built for. Yeah, and I sh- and I showed my buddy who I was at the game with. I go, look at, look at the ball went off his butt. <laughs> I had no idea. Unbelievable. This the, the Associated Press led with that in their in their game story. The New York Times had a story about about the butt. This this was as good as it gets. What was your favorite butt play of all time? <laughs> I'm so wrong. You should, you should just rephrase that question. <laughs> uh, no, I'm gonna go with. Um, but fumble was so good in the moment because the Jets could never do anything right, and then that was just like, I saw the cake. Oh yeah, I was like, I was like, what's like the negative? That was like the nose in the clown. All right, that was <laughs> that was like just perfect Jetsy peak Jetsiness with Sanchez. Who Sanchez had a funny tweets like stay out of my lane, bro. Right, like, that was funny. Um, so to me, that one's number one. These two are the other two are close. So, but I mean, but goal was technically in his the back of his pants, which was really like hip goal, and we called it butt goal because it was funny. But it wasn't like I don't know. It was you know like the hockey pants. They ride up, you know, they, well, they right. protect you, but they they ride up higher. So I'm gonna go butt punt, but but punt helped the team win the game. So it's like, could it have been like butt goal and butt fumble were so clear, like, oh my gosh, that you know, that dude's ass just made him lose. This helped. So I think that probably has to downgrade it in how funny it was. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that um I don't know, man, but 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 punt though. Like, oh that was great. But fumble I still is, is still okay, the well, like, cake. Like, yeah, still so one. butt fumble, like Sanchez ran into the guy himself. But punt. This dude like just got a ball kicked off his ass. <laughs> like, like was it was it the play though? Like did, like did they just tell the guy, like, hey, you just stand here. It was it was extra like, yeah, it wasn't like one guy just like screwing up. It was like he just kicked it right up the other guy. It, it had to be though, like it had to be planned. Like, hey, I'm gonna kick this up your butt. There's Don't no over snap me because no time would kick off. At least we can get two or three seconds off the clock and then kick the ball into your butt. Oh, that's one way to do it. That's one way. But uh, Nick, anything else before we before we go? As much as I love talking about butts, Charlie is Aaron Judge's sixty-one the real home run record? No. Don't give me that BS. I'm t- I'm so tired of it. Oh, it's he, he beat the American League home run record. Okay, I'm also tired of. Okay, Maybe. people just keep saying the American League record because they just don't want to get shit from people when they say it's the real non-PED record. No, here's my issue. I'm tired of them, and this has always been an issue of mine with the NFL or with the with Major League Baseball. They still treat the leagues like they're two completely different leagues. It's all Major League Baseball. Why does the American League have to be different than the National League? Well, I mean, it used to be different. It used to, yes, it used like to be, but it's not anymore. Play started in our lifetime. This is 2022. I know that, that's what I'm saying. Like people are, they just they just picked American right. League record because when you like this is like the dog whistle. You know what they're saying when they say American League record. They say they're saying the non PED record, but they just don't want to get shit from everybody who doesn't who thinks Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa's were more legitimate than they do. 
I mean, look, I still think Barry Bonds is Barry Bonds, is, and you you take it for what it's worth there, and you know whatever the guy still set the record. That's the record. I don't care about PEDs, whatever. Um, but sure, you want to you want to crown Aaron Judge for sixty one, crown him for sixty one. Yeah, well, I guess I should have said if slash when he gets to sixty two, it would be breaking. Um, yeah, I mean if he breaks it, great. He he had he had a stretch where he wasn't doing much. Well, it's so funny because he was still like his slash lines were amazing. He just wasn't hitting home runs. Um, they were walking him like crazy. Big uh, big series this week down here in Atlanta, Nick. Who you got? Braves. Uh, Mets have a one game lead over the Braves. Uh, they do. The I was at the Braves choke the other day. Uh, I am liking the Braves lately. They find ways to win. I think uh, they're pitching. I feel like like the Braves pitching still doesn't get like the recognition it deserves. Is Spencer Strider? How long is he out for? He'll be back for the postseason. Gotcha. So they're holding him off for the rest of the year, but uh, rights look good. Um, you know, all the other guys who you want to look good have looked good for for Atlanta. Um, but the Mets are stuff are a tough team. They got yeah. uh, I think Scherzer's pitching while he's here, and Degrom is pitching. So you know, two good pitchers for the Mets while in town. Yeah, it's it just it's crazy. The Braves, all these young guys just come up and immediately have played well. And it's like the Mariners have had how many top prospects recently come up mm-hmm. and just just be terrible. The Braves have to find a way to win this game, win the series, and then they have the Marlins finish the year. And I think they can – they have to win two or three against the Marlins, I think, to win the win the division. To win the division, I think, is the fifth time in a row. So should be a good, good weekend of sports. I'm excited for – I will not be moved from the couch most of the weekend. Uh, so if you need me, you know where to find me. Nick, anything else before we sign off for tonight? Nope. We just want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Ethos Performance Rehab. You want to feel better. You want to play better. You want to just be less sore after you do whatever it is that you do. Give Ethos a call. Tell them the process is safe. Maybe the Miami Dolphins need to give Ethos a call. Have them come check out Tua because they probably would not have put him back in the game. Um, no, appreciate you guys at Ethos. Uh, Dr. Matt, congratulations on your your award. I know he got got a nice shiny award with that beautiful hair of his. Um, but I appreciate everyone tuning in again. Uh, everyone, please keep uh, my, my 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 town of Fort Myers in your thoughts and prayers. Appreciate you, Nick giving me the the time to say some stuff about that uh, tonight. Um, but thank you for tuning into the Process Podcast. You can follow Nick on Twitter at at Nick Veronica. Follow Nick on Facebook at by Nick Veronica. You can follow me on Twitter at Chowit68 and the Process Podcast on Twitter at the underscore process pod. Remember to like, subscribe, and follow to wherever you listen to your podcast. But most importantly, folks, remember to always trust the process. Mm-hmm.